the recovery revolution will be podcast on the since right now addiction recovery network Okay, here we go. My name is Mary. I am an alcoholic and drug addict in long-term recovery. So this is my first ever podcast. And I will admit, I thought it was going to be a cinch to put a podcast together. How difficult can this kind of exercise be? I talk to myself constantly. There are tons of conversations going on inside my head all day long. I recognize these voices as my own. We are generally on good terms. I figured I'd just strap on these headphones and talk into the microphone, sounding all relaxed and clever, share profoundly, and 15 minutes later, I'd have this perfect package of audio brilliance plus catchy abstract music. Easy, right? Hardly. It ain't like that at all. I think this is like my 85th try. I can't seem to put three sentences together without stammering and stalling and wanting to start from the beginning again. I did a little homework. I listened to other podcasts. These people sounded like professionals. I want to sound like a pro, like right away. Podcasts are hard work, especially in the beginning, I guess, because that's where I'm at. And I should stay in this moment where I'm uncomfortable where everything is new and unfamiliar, so I can learn and grow. It's like when you get a new job, and part of that job is to answer the phones, but you've only just started working that morning, and they want you to sound like you've been an employee your whole life, that you know everything about the company, the people who work there, and when they'll be back from lunch. That's impossible. They just hired you. Plus, the phones are intimidating and complicated, and your boss is mean all of a sudden. She wasn't like that during the interview. You realize you don't know shit. You're not even sure where the bathroom is or the fridge. Day one is rough. Day two will be better. Hopefully by then, somebody will show you where they put the toilet and how you can keep your sandwich cold. But let's focus on right now. That's what really matters. This is an exaggerated environment, podcasting, and I don't know what my efforts are going to look like when I'm done. I have to think and speak, then separate myself from the words that have just left my mouth, never to return. They are gone forever. That's a lot of pressure, and still I have to keep going. It smells like a potential crisis, and I need to minimize my anxiety because I really want to do this. I think I can be of service. I took a crack at recording something last night. Man, it was tough. I don't understand any of this equipment. My husband sat me in a chair and pointed to a few things. Then he went to the store to buy soda. Dave's a computer programmer. Not that you need to know that, but this is all his stuff. I initially pulled the plug when it started getting late. After so many tries, I was forgetting what I'd said. I got confused that I was repeating myself. 
I felt overwhelmed and kind of stupid. I stepped back from the situation, went and took a shower. I sound so much smarter when the water's running. All my thoughts are clear and coherent. I should do my podcast in the shower. I even said it out loud. I'm not kidding. I sounded that great. I want what I can't have. I can be such a brat. I came back upstairs and tried some more. I think I was a little hysterical by then. Same results, lackluster and clumsy. I should have just shut everything off. But I don't know how. I wasn't paying attention when Dave was explaining. I pressed a few buttons. Lights were flashing. There was some beeping. I was sulking. I just left the room, disgusted. Of course I realize now why things didn't go well. I refused to write any ideas down. I didn't want to. I decided that since I'm thinking all the time, I should just be able to scoop a portion of whatever that is from my brain, save and submit the contents as my podcast. Here, eat this poorly prepared garbage. Because I don't want to practice or assemble or arrange nothing. I'm very busy and self-important. I just want to show up and claim my excellence. My name is Mary, and I am an arrogant girl in recovery. This is my first ever podcast. When I was putting my pajamas on, I could feel myself wanting somebody else to take the blame for my insufficient planning, my unreasonable expectations, my sweeping generalizations about unfairness. Dave should have shown me how to use the microphone sooner. My kids and their stupid homework and straight A's. That dog and her endless need for food and attention. But instead, I made a conscious effort to not act like a baby and not beat myself up over not being able to create a gripping, extraordinary podcast on the first go-around. I could sense the danger in my emotions. When I'm not careful, my feelings can set off a chain reaction of behaviors in me that are absolutely appalling and so regrettable. I know where these things can lead. It's never anywhere good. No matter how much sober time I have, my discomfort, disappointment, confusion, awkwardness, frustration, for me these feelings have been hardwired back to drinking and drugs. It's like I have a microchip embedded underneath my fur, and if you scan the device, it will reveal the following information. My name is Mary, and I am a laboratory animal from a nearby research facility. Return me to my original owners, alcohol, amphetamines, and cocaine. They are conducting a study and need my assistance for science. I took a nice deep breath after I got into bed. You'll try again tomorrow, Dave suggested, as if it's that easy, even though it actually is because I finally got out of my own way and wrote a few things down. I know, I replied. Thank you for helping me. As I laid there in the dark, I reminded myself that I am good. It's going to be okay. You're going to figure this shit out. You're going to practice and get better at talking this way. No matter what happens, you're going to keep trying and you're not going to give up. See what I'm doing? This positive reinforcement and gentle encouragement? I've learned these things in recovery. How to love myself. I learned tons of cool shit in recovery. Stuff I can apply to my everyday life so I can save my life on a daily basis. 
My name is Mary, and I am so hopeful. I didn't know how to do any of this when I was in my active addictions. My coping mechanisms were a reckless bag of booze and chemicals. Chapstick. That's about it. I am sitting up here in my husband's office, and a few things cross my mind. I have a husband, a good one. Together we share children and pets. I live in a house, a house that has a microphone. I wouldn't have any of these wonderful, interesting things if I was still using. I only knew how to do one thing, get loaded. Oh, and hide. So two things that are really the exact same thing. So I was right the first time, one thing. I can't believe I didn't want to write anything down. This is much easier. My name is Mary, and I can be so willful. Let me clarify. I didn't want to write things down because my thoughts are wild and spectacular and hard to contain. I am special. I can't be expected to follow the rules. Does any of this sound familiar? I certainly hope so. My name is Mary, and not only am I unique, I am very unique. I have to tell you this. I shared my experience, strength, and hope last week at a speaker meeting. Well, actually, just the experience. I mismanaged my time and barely got to the strength and hope part because I didn't write anything down. I would have liked if I were more organized about the details of my personal account. It would have been great if all the examples and comparisons and lessons were lined up in a civilized way. But I didn't want to be the one to do it. I got hung up on how big my story is. I wanted the group I was sharing with to know all the details. I lingered in the how I got here longer than I anticipated. I indulged myself the particulars of my fucked up behavior because now that I am sober, my darkest memories have become a shining light. I am so grateful to be free. And I wanted to entertain. It is a big draw for me. I kept looking at the clock and pushing the limits. When my time was up, immediately, I felt badly. I'd breezed past the turning point and the solution. I don't even think I mentioned God at all. As much as he means to me, I totally gave him the shaft. I filled myself with shame on purpose so I could feel bad. Folks came up to me after the meeting, attempting to acknowledge what I'd shared. I really connected with what you said, Mary. That was beautiful. I was warmly embraced. I found myself trying to convince them they were wrong. My efforts sucked. And what they were trying to tell me simply was not true. Because I refused to prepare adequately, my offering was less than ideal. Stop thanking me. As I struggled in this odd, exhilarating moment, I realized something very significant. I can't rob people of the opportunity to appreciate something I've said. I can't insist everyone be disappointed because I want to sit in my wet diaper and complain when I've pissed myself. But I can demonstrate some discipline. I can make arrangements to do things differently. I can write shit down if I think it will help. I can learn my lesson. And I can't control anybody else's feelings, just mine. I've learned these important truths in recovery. But I forget and remember, forget and remember, I'm human. A thrilling work in progress. 
I've got tons of stuff to do and lots of choices to make. I'm an alcoholic and addict. And today I choose to not drink or use drugs. I've also chosen to write shit down and I'm choosing to call this my first ever podcast. So here it is. And thank you for listening. Clean and sober interventions. Stop.